not me. Yes, I am. I'm much taller. No, you're not. You're fatter, though. No, I'm not. We're the same. We're not the same at all. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we are. I'm greater than, lesser than, and equal to the universe. You know, I'm greater than it because I can contain it in my mind, and lesser than it because that's obvious, schmuck. And I'm equal to it because I'm of the same atoms it is. And I always say that what that does for me is connect me to everything and make me a part of it. I, I earnestly believe that it is all one spirit, all one energy, all one beat, and there are just these different manifestations of it. Because of that, I feel very safe in the universe. I feel very comfortable and very home, at home because it is only me. And, and hey, it's only me. Remember that? Hey, it's, no, it's okay. It's only me. Well, that's what, that's what the universe says to me. Nothing this shit can scare me because, hey, oh, oh, it's only me. No fucking problem. So everything that exists is everything that exists. I am everything that exists. So are you. The more you realize that, the more you open up to the full infinity of who you are. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful. But we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. That is the problem. That's the crisis. It's not political crisis, economic crisis, or the crisis of war. But the crisis is in our, in our, in ourselves. The way out of this is the ultimate revolution. It's to be who we are and not what someone else tells us we should be. Christ, Buddhas. Krishnas, Mohammeds, Wavokas, you are all the same as them. Every single one of them said that to all of you. He did not mean follow him in a religious context. He meant be the way I am. No, you listen because to me. Because you are. Listen to me. That way. Go to yourself. Because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like a tube, you ate like a tube, you raise your children like a tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. We have created this society. So we are responsible for that society. But is it, is it possible not to change society? But is it, is it possible 
to radically deeply transform our conditioning, our consciousness, which is what we are. Is it possible? And welcome to Third Ray Radio. Third Rail Radio, and uh, unfortunately, we do not have the introduction, which I cannot find. Um, so, oh, well, what do you look? Would you look at that? Wait one second. To Third Rail Radio, a call in now, a 646-929-1480. Now your host, Anti-Crisis 73 and NCAP Dalek. Open it up. How are you, Dalek? That that bump. I'm doing pretty well. Just makes me smile ear to ear. It's so excellent. Um, yes, it is. It's wonderful, and I love the uh, the um, what was it the uh, uh, the Christopher Walken impression. I've always loved it. <laughs> excellent. Uh, but uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing well. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, Finally, kind of have a a slow day if it's not work, um, as you probably know, and I know Glenn knows and Rebel knows who are in the chat room that as the snow melts, uh, uh, the yard work starts to pile up exponentially. So uh, and and the spring, the spring organizing. So uh, been keeping up on that uh, yeah, along with the the normal life stuff, but doing well. Uh, the sun has been out, and uh, it's been in the 70s um, last couple of days here, so uh, spirits definitely lifted, and uh, and looking forward, my brother, looking forward. Um, again, I wanted to extend my apologies for, uh, for, for last Wednesday. Um, like I said, I never, ever um, exceed usually the first round in that particular pool tournament and I'm home um, by 10 o'clock. Um, but uh, for some reason, Murphy's Law, I guess, um, I went all the way 
and came in second and uh, did did indeed buy buy shots for the house. Um, yeah, I, nice. I, I felt terrible. Um, I I was torn, um, and that that's the only way I would ever uh, come in uh, have gone that far in that pool tournament is if I had another obligation, and um, and that would be the only way that Murphy's Law would allow uh, me to go that far in that in that tournament. But I love pool. Um, it's it's my I think it's my my favorite parlor game. Um, above. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, I find it's quite mental, um, not unlike golf, and uh, um, I tend to be good at the first uh, first couple balls or first couple holes of golf, and then and then kind of teeter off. But uh, I stayed steadfast and shot a good a good cue. It's, uh, a fun tournament, but thanks for holding down the fort. And uh, it's actually when I was listening to um, the archive of the show, um, and uh, um, pretty much a similar cast of characters who are in the in the chat room now kind of uh, came came to uh, your rescue, and uh, it ended up being the show ended up being really good. Actual came out. Rebel was there, Glenn, um, and uh, I don't know. That sort of just uh, warmed my heart, and so I figured that, that before I lose lose an opportunity, because uh, life will go, will uh, get really busy here in a little bit, and uh, you know how that goes with real life. Um, uh, we, oh, yeah. you and I, would go ahead and take our opportunity to. Uh, to say thank you to Rebel and shoot the shit and uh, catch up and uh, Bert just popped up. Welcome, Bert. Um, you know, since we were, although our show joined earlier than JVAB, JVAB goes way back. So since we're taking a, a, a nice gentle poke at at, uh, at uh, Rebel and uh, and discuss some other things. Um, you see in the uh on the song list there is um there should be um sock parade. A sock parade. Huh. Yeah, it might they might just say parade. Alright, and then I can definitely go ahead and do that if I can ever find it. Oh yeah. soft parade. Okay, there it is. Cool. I loaded up a bunch of door songs for Rebel. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, if you found it, let's rock a tune and uh, and we'll come back and uh, uh, regroup and maybe talk about some quick headlines and then go into some some fun stories. All right, let's go ahead and do that with Soft Parade. Thank you, dear. 
the pain. Welcome to the chat room. 
Um, Bert is in the house. We've got two guests, uh, Kenny and Glenn. Uh, today has been six weeks since uh, uh, since Glenn died, um, and uh, in uh, six six weeks and or excuse me, five weeks and four days since he was resurrected, um, and uh, walks amongst us again today. Uh, and sits on the uh, left hand of somebody. I'm not sure who. But um, anyway, thank goodness he's still here six weeks later. Zombie Glenn will take him. And uh, uh, the view up here will be returning, um, I think, this Wednesday. Uh, Yeah, this Wednesday he'll be back, um, which is great news uh, for my... my, uh, uh, keeping up with Canadian politics and what's going on up there, and I tell you, it's uh, their their Canadian politics used to be, I think, pretty uh, humdrum, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, maybe it's because I've been listening to Glenn. But uh, they're running neck and neck for uh, soap opera like drama um, with uh, with with politics here in the good old U.S. of A. So. Uh, Glenn show is really interesting and you guys should check it out. Um, I know most of us do here, but for the archive listeners, check it out. The view up here on Wednesdays. Um, I'm going to start a little, uh, just a little bit out in your direction. And if anybody's on the line, bring them right on. But, uh, you know, out West, a uh, little, little farther yonder than you are, Dalek in California, that drought out there, um, it's starting to have some uh, sort of uh, real day-to-day uh, impact consequences um, beyond uh, sort of an increase in the price of uh, blanched almonds and uh, stone fruit at the Whole Foods. Um, there are uh, being um, serious rationing um uh, enforcement going in as far as uh, how long you can shower for uh, no washing cars. Uh, they're already putting, uh, or not, I shouldn't say already, it's a little, I think, possibly too little too late, but uh, some plans to go from green lawns, which is ridiculous to have in that climate, um, to something a little more suitable. Um, and this is in Southern Cali, um, but uh, um, you know the the fact that you can be fined if you're if you take a shower for longer than five minutes. Um, I think the ticket's five hundred bucks in uh, certain counties in Southern California. Um, five hundred bucks, and it is registered on a smart meter. Uh, and so there, there really is uh, almost an immediate, if not automated, uh, accountability um, for your water use, um, and it's and it's crazy because all the all the citizens together um, don't use as much water as a company like Nestle or, God forbid, Coca-Cola, um, and they're they're not. Uh, cutting down production on any of their product lines. Um, you know, they're onward, forward, growth as usual. Um, oh, yeah. 
But and so, I think this is a very interesting question. I mean, how many people just say, let's get these guys out of here? I mean, as bad as this might seem from me, especially uh, mainly a capitalist, but, you know, when somebody, like, kind of puts out, like, they're within their own products that are actually just wasting water, um, what I think what people should do, I mean, they're wasting water, they're giving a negative action through um, the violence of government so then they can make uh, their product a lot more easier and the rest of the people can just go fuck themselves. Um, so I think mainly uh, some of the Californians, what they should do is actually boycott them. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, or even I mean, uh, distill the water. That would be great. You mean de, uh, des- desalinate? Yeah, desalinate, destilling it. Yeah, it's, it's just basically steam going from one point to another. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. No, I see what you're saying. Well, but I the first point about the the corporation sort of uh, coming first and not having to, um, you know, adjust production to meet the, the resources around them, um, and 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 meanwhile, you know, average citizens. Uh, uh, face fines for for uh, everyday activities, um, you know that that we take for granted um, in the West. Um, it, you know, I, I mean, it, I, it's remarkable that that nobody is up in arms about it. Um, that nobody has suggested boycotting, definitely. Uh, or, I mean, no. I mean, I know people have suggested it, but there hasn't been an immediate sort of uprising to, if you're going to charge me 500 bucks to take, a, you know, a shower longer than five minutes um, and Coca-Cola, and, you know, uses more water than uh, all the people in Southern California put together monthly on a, in a day, um, then there's something, you know, fucked up about that. Um, you know, it's outrageous. Um you know, but I, uh, the machine must go forward, and uh, I guess you know the other side of the coin is, and not that I'm agreeing with it because I don't think it's uh, even a medium-term solution. It's just kicking out the the can down the road. Uh, um, you know, uh, not even not even a, a decade um, is the jobs argument, but uh, you know, at this rate, so what. what so you, corporations like Nestle and, and Coca-Cola, uh, who have been using water from the Colorado West for, uh, you know, close to a century now, um, if not longer, um, they'll just, they'll dry it, uh, you know, run the river dry and then move on to, to the next um, place where they can they can manufacture their goods. So there's no there's no long term benefit to acquiescing or you know your your right to water um, if you live in Southern California to these corporations. Um, you know, uh, not to mention it, everything's just so out of lit, out of equilibrium there. You know, it, it takes a gallon of water um, to uh, raise one almond. Um, almonds are now the most popular uh, uh, tree nut um, 
Yeah, exactly. And this is what we're about to go into. Marta Vesa brings up a good point. Um, is, uh, so with, with almonds, let's say it takes a gallon of water to, to grow one almond. Um, that's, that's clearly not sustainable when you're facing the worst drought in a thousand years. Um, but almonds are the most popular nut in America now. Uh, and they're not cheap. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a beautiful illustration of sort of the damned if we do, damned if you don't paradox that uh, we find ourselves in. Uh, because, once again, even like Coca-Cola, and, and we're not talking about mom and pop farms here. We're talking about, you know, 18,000 acres of almonds itself for uh, $5,000 an acre. Um, and that's net. Uh, so that's big money. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so, and they're full bore for production. So the water's there. Uh, the people who pay the most for it are getting it. Um, it's being, it's being diverted and rationed, of course, to the, to, to the proles, um, to, to us working people, um, you know, but and and mid-sized farms out in California are 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 devastated. Um, you know, there's some industries that, that just don't support huge um, industrial farms uh, because the what they produce, um, whatever it may be, requires a little more uh, care or uh, delicacy than a machine can provide. Uh, and and those types of farms that uh, require labor are are getting crushed. Um, but uh, you guys in in Colorado, I know one of the things that really like opened my eyes to the, to the California drought was, um, and and I you know I I've been aware of the situation out there, um, but in the back of my mind, uh, you know. California, as a lot of places, was surrounded by mountains, rely heavily on the on the snowpack that's accumulated during the uh, winter, and um, so I figured that. The, and the, back. And that the situation would be, uh, you know, somewhat mitigated by the snowmelt, and then um, I saw some aerial footage of the Sierra Madres and. and uh, the Cascades and, you know, places where the snow is usually measured in, in tens of feet um, was green. I mean, completely uh, no snow, no no precipitation at all. Um, and uh, so things, things in California will uh, quickly go from, uh, from dire to severe, unfortunately, um, without that influx of, of spring snow melt um, from the mountains. But um, how are you guys doing for water in Cali, in Colorado? I think we're doing pretty well. I think it was a really good yield of uh, water so far. I mean, I saw a lot of water coming around. Uh, it basically kind of filled it up, man. It was amazing. Nice. First of all, 70% snowpack. He's on it, baby. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm happy uh, that... Do you, do you ride or out there? Um, I I kind of ride a few times. Um, 
I didn't write this year, but I've I've read in my entire. I've pretty much done it a few years past. I mean, it's a it's really fun up there, especially around Paderhorn and uh, uh, the Steamboat Ski Area. Yeah, I mean, it is a super fun sport. I find it uh, if it if to do it sort of um, just casually uh, is so exciting. yeah. You know, if if you, if you don't do it it's so much that it it uh, quantifies buying a season pass, um, you know, or you're you're not a student or something, uh, man, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially in the east, uh, you know, a couple of our mountains like Stone and Sugarbush up here in Vermont, oh man, it's like ninety bucks or something for a, a lift ticket for the day. So I oh my, man! I stick to my toboggan, um, but I uh, I run a mean toboggan. Um, yeah, definitely. I got a man job. Um, so any any uh, any calls on the line, Alex? Not for right now. I don't really see very much of uh, anybody raising their hands. But if you guys want to speak and also raise your hand to talk about Seeing White Rebel, about the uh, uh, what's going on with California, or anything else, please call in 646-929-1480. And please, take control of the tracks. Yes, we love that. Um, yeah, this, this totally is a, a show for uh, for the community, so call in and join the discussion. Um, um, I, somebody mentioned the other night, I think on Pup Show, um, uh, that that some some credit was due to Obama, which which I think was the first time I've ever heard that on on any of our shows. Um, uh, about um, him holding steadfast to this uh, uh, peace deal in Iran. Um, what, what do you What do you think about uh, the peace deal in Iran? Um, to be, I'm I'm happy that actually kind of happened. I mean, at least there's something. I mean, you know, there is kind of a little bit more peaceful than we don't have to deal with in many of these war hawks to say, oh, well, we need to go in there. We need to go fight against Iran. Yeah, fucking neocons. Yeah, I agree. I think it, I think it actually is. It's like the first step, um, you know, since, uh, since we went in there post 9-11, um, this thing towards uh, non-aggression. Um, exactly. And, um, you know, and, and you'll get you'll get the rhetoric. But what are you talking about? You know, you're giving permission for uh, you know a, a state like Iran to have nuclear weapons. Um, and there's you know there's that may or may not be true. Um, that's not how it, how how the agreement is written, as I understand it. I certainly haven't read the Bible length document. Um, but um, it, you know, I think that that it, there there has to be some baselines. Israel has nuclear weapons. Um, all all nation, nation states have a right to, to um, uh, energy through uh, uh, nuclear production, fuel production, um, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we can't. 
the sooner we stop treating um, states in, in the Middle East, uh, countries in the Middle East like children, um, you know, the quicker that, that there'll be solutions from, from within the Middle East instead of being imposed from the old imperialistic construct. So I, I think it, it, it is um, a big step towards de-escalation now. Of course, we have to see what Netanyahu will do in, in response. But, you know, um, but, yeah, exactly. I just wanted to say that uh, Canadian on the line. And uh, do you have any thoughts going? Why is this even called a peace deal? Or is a fucking war? You know? This yeah, is bullshit. Well, well, I I get what or what is the implication? The implication that it's it's preventing war between Iran and and Israel. That's a great point. Well, then why isn't Israel the one being held to all these sanctions? Because obviously they're the aggressor. I mean, yeah, the semantics um, are, are odd. Uh, well, I mean, Iran hasn't invaded uh, anybody for like over 400 years. Israel does it daily, hourly. You know, I just, I just can't believe this pacification bullshit. And I think, uh, at least with Obama, because you know he ain't going, he ain't, doesn't have to worry about past next year. So I think that he finally hit his limit. Fuck you, BB. Enough. Why risk yeah. the world for your Zionist bullshit? Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I mean, I do. Th- I think that's where he's coming from. Now he was that. You know, I mean, he he's of course got to be got to make the rounds and try try to sell this uh, uh, negotiation or whatever it is because he hasn't certainly ended up peace deal if there's no war. I mean, if it's in, you know, an implied peace deal, then, uh, yeah, then the, uh, the aggressor should be held, be held to the same account, the other aggressor, um, to the same account as, uh, as Iran. Um, you know, now, um, What's your gut feeling? Do you think that I, that Iran will, you know, secretly fire up the old centrifuges and and uh, you know go go back to trying to um, attain a nuclear weapon? I don't think they need one. It, that that makes as much sense as Canada deciding they have to make their own nuclear weapons doesn't make any sense. Why should they? Why go through the hassle? What, what, you mean why, why go through the hassle if they could just obtain one from Pakistan or... Why do, they have, why do they have to have their name on them? It's like if Russia nukes Canada, like nobody's going to step in? Of course they are. If, any, if Israel nukes Iran, Israel's gone. Big time. Right. You know, Pakistan will attack them. Russia will attack them. Mm-hmm. In, India will probably watch. But I mean, <laughs> China, China will attack them. China will attack them. 
So why does Iran have to have their own weapons? It doesn't make any sense. They don't it, need them. It, 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 I guess it's uh, it's bling kind of, right? But no, but I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe they figure that they don't need them, and that and that's why, um, you know, they're at the table at all. Well, you know, but to paint them as the number one satanic force in the world that we all but have to not. be scared of, you have to say that they want a weapon. That's the only way you can pass that off. Right, exactly. And that's why the West is sticking to it. Because we need an enemy, and it can't be Zionist. That's too obvious. Now, how how are we just how are we justifying our recent vilify, our revilification of Venezuela? But I guess we've already the, the administration's already <sighs> worry more about Cuba. Well, about, about Cuba. I've always mm-hmm. said that the only reason Keystone XL is being built is to put Venezuela out of business. So thank since, you, Glenn. So since we aren't getting Keystone as quickly as Raytheon and Lockheed Martin want it then we might as well go right back to the source. All of a sudden, Venezuela is evil again. And it's not just Venezuela. It's Bolivia. It's uh, Ecuador. It's even getting into... El Salvador as well. Paraguay now. I mean, Mm. the OAS meeting. How is Cuba a threat in any means? Anyway, it just doesn't make sense. The alliances. The alliances. Cuba's not a player... With anybody. Is, is this well, This is Masteresa, and I was well, coming on to back Glenn, and I'm still backing him, because he put shit in my head the other day about beach balls and stuff, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Iran isn't the threat. What Obama is doing with Cuba actually is, because it's the same bullshit that's going to happen with the crap we got with Mexico. Everyone wants to come here. It's taking away from something that is going on that we don't know about. And they're going to use Iran, who, as Glenn said, hasn't hasn't fucked with no one. I mean, yeah, they beat the hell out of each other, but they ain't fucked with no one in over, what, 400 years, did you say, Glenn? Yep. So it's like they're going to become this, like, uh, stool pigeon. Not stool pigeon. I'm using the wrong terminology. They're going to be that little fat kid in the corner eating cake that everyone wants to beat up on. You know, and when they finally step up, they're going to get fucking hammered by everyone. Watch. Well, there's Sorry, lots of there's lots of reasons that people are scared of Iran because it's a threat to their own evil intent. I mean, well, Iran exactly. Iran has a huge huge percentage of the population under thirty, and it scares the shit out of every other country in the Middle East because Iran oh, is already a huge population country in the Middle East and they're not Arab, they're Persian. Persian. That's you know? Yes. Yes. So so I mean you know, I mean this whole thing with them being this huge enemy of Israel, it just the history doesn't hold it out. It's bullshit. Well it, it's 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 a uh UN and NATO made up history. You know what I mean? We're only hearing what they want us to know. We're not getting everything, guys. You know that. Well, I mean, the thing that nobody seems to be remembering is, of course, out of the countries that still don't have a Rothschild Central Bank, the most powerful of which is Iran. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I still say this is what started but, but, everything in Syria. It's all about their central bank. Well, and then the, the other thing is, mm-hmm. exactly. Iran been self-sufficient up until the last like decade. They had taken care of their own and didn't fucking need anything. And then all this bullshit starts with Saudi and Iraq, and then we got Death Valley and everything. Well, I mean, this is this is how it works in this world. If you're not on our team and you're doing well, we have to fuck you up. Well, Glenn, I'm on your team and I still want a beach ball. So there. You should have never said that. I was losing my shit when you did. Now you can't even remember what it was about. Something about fucking beach balls. I lost it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't recall what it I was. I mean, we can either. go we can go over and we can play volleyball, but it'd be like playing volleyball in you know Beirut over there cuz you know that sand is really rough and hard. So it's really gritty, isn't it? Yeah, I I would think it would. Very, you know, what is that word? Porous? I'm on yeah. beer number 3, guys. I I don't even know what's going on. All I know is I start speaking Spanish again and this is terrible. <laughs> I miss you um, guys so badly. Oh, we missed you too. First, oh, don't I start. Do please tell Vert to behave. Somebody, please. Anyone? I thought this was. Yeah, you're pretty much a lightweight. Where's, uh, yeah. where's the rebel stuff? Like, where's the tributes? Where's the fucking burns? Like, what's going on? This is a roast. Was, is this a roast? Really? It, 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 uh, well, I don't know. It was just pretty much a little bit of a, 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 white, a white poke. Yo, what's up, baby? Okay. Wait, we're 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 roasting rebel. No, we're, we're not. If, if you want to. Oh, can he pop it? Ask him if he can pop his 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 wrist back and how Tiger did. I want to know that one. Without medical assistance. <laughs> Yeah, get him on the fucking line. I want to know what he thinks yeah. about Spieth winning and the way he did it. Hey, I want to know if he can for twenty-one getting eight point one million. On hey, what was that, baby? I want to know if he can dribble a golf ball on the face of a golf club and then and then bat it like Tiger. That's probably. I bet he can. Well, there was something about some pro, a few weeks back about someone shattering their club. Hitting something? That's nothing new. I guess they 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 shattered their metal club. They hit it so hard it shattered. No, but it's probably graphite or something. One ringy dingy, two ringy dingy. Paging Rebel Revolution Radio, please come to the air. We need clarification on the material used in a uh, in a PGA. quality uh, driver driving probably like graphite titanium some sort of no idea but I saw that picture and I was like holy shit yeah graphite is metal from hitting the ball he hit the damn ball and it shattered the fucking putter or whatever the hell the thing was he was using golf club damn guys I only half ass pay attention my dad is a golfer so I gotta watch this shit 24-7 thank god he's sleeping now so now I ain't gotta fucking watch it no more all right, I'm over it. I'm over it. I apologize. That's a good yeah, that's a good, yeah. Um, <gasps> oh my God, guys, be silent. 
Don't no. say a lot because it will run. It's talking in chat, but it will run if we say too much. <laughs> Come on, Rebel. Fuck with me. I dare you. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Where's my Yingling shirt? You have no clue what that motherfucker is doing to me thanks to you. Rebel, I'm looking right at you in the chat. Yeah, you. Vert, send him the picture of what daddy's been leaving me all fucking week thanks to him. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. And tonight, oh, yeah. That man, it's like, where's Waldo with daddy's fucking dentures? And it's only to gross me out. Oh, God. (laughs) You got no clue. Oh, I, I I almost cried. He's like, you said you had a T-shirt for me. I'm like, I do. Keep it up, Rebel. I said, I got a Yingling T-shirt for you. So what's he do? He sets his beer can down with his dentures right next to him so I can get a good look. I'm stuck here for another fucking month. Thank you very much. <sighs> Sorry. I'm an angry, angry drinker. Who Who's got dentures? My dad, he's fucking nuts. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Rebel had dentures for a second. Well, he's Coach he's, is oh. listening. He told me to behave. Thank you, Six. Hey, hey, you don't have to behave, Bert. You don't. I can't PM you the Addy. I'm fucking suspended. Hello, Brainiac. Come on, work with us here. PM on the fucking chat right here, he's saying. I am not putting the address out in the chat. Is that Coach Bourbon? Okay. I'll I'll get her over yonder, okay, oh where I'm God. not banned. Okay, anyway, anyway. Who is Coach? Coach Bourbon, I think. If you can hear Dalek, will stock, stock, stock. Oh, you know what? Hey, Rebel, who won the fucking bracket? Nobody. We all lost. <laughs> did, the, did the prizes get handed out? Yeah, like what so the who, fuck? Everyone lost. <laughs> the last I saw. Oh, someone did win? Oh, really? Mr. Green Bay? No shit. So, is he going to do a show? Or will he take a cash substitute? Well, he is going to do a show. I would have with the cash substitute. <laughs> All right, nice. What the fuck's he going to do a show about? Going to subject us all to the Green Bay Packers for two hours? <laughs> hey, Glenn, oh, it is so good to hear you talk. You got no clue. <laughs> okay. Hey, Rebel, when you talk to Bex, ask her to show you the pictures that Daddy's been doing to me. Then you'll see why I'm mad. All right. Oh, wait. I can mail them to Glenn. I have his email. I don't fucking want them. <laughs> oh, no. You got to see him. You'll love it. You'll love it. No, I don't got to see him. No, no, no. Please? I don't really think he would have want that. No. 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 <laughs> I don't think he ever guess- wants that. No. You'll laugh. No. Vert's been laughing at me for four days now. So, so same sort of headline, uh, white cop shoots unarmed black guy. 
um, put it a, a completely different story that's happened in Oklahoma, um, and um, the, it, it's it's on video, and the cop is a 73-year-old volunteer. With and, a lot of money. And the guy, the guy who, the, the suspect who is shot, um, like, I, I, I mean, he, he, he's not entirely innocent. Like, just all the, all the shootings we've seen over the last few years, this, this poor old man, um, this might have been the most justified of any of them because the guy was really, like, there was a scuffle, he ran, he drove, he was, you know, trying to get away, uh, and was, you know, the suspect in a, in a, in a violent crime. And in the, in the scuffle, you hear they have, they have body cams on, and you hear uh, a young cop who's like got him pinned say, tase him, tase him. And then you, there's like, you know, a few seconds of silence, and you just hear a pop. And then you hear the old cop ghost. Oh, I shot him. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. And uh, <laughs> I can't roast people. I like. I can't. <laughs> yeah. This this stupid old fucker just, was this, just, was playing just, cop because he gives lots of money to them. So yes. since he's so fucking rich and he's not really a cop, I think the family of the guy who died should sue him for about fifty fucking million dollars. Yeah, I think I I think they're they're probably <laughs> going to. Um, That'll put an end to this shit. And so it, I mean, you go on to hear him. I mean, he clearly thought he was he was reaching for his taser, but he's seventy three year old volunteer. Like that is asinine. Yeah, these are the same fuckers who drive through the entrance to the McDonald's because they got the fucking pedals wrong. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like, it, it, I mean, the, the law enforcement system in this country, like, they, they just cannot make a, a right decision. Um, you know, unfortunately, as, as far as uh, that that department goes. Um, well, yeah. risk assessment is a big industry in this side of the world now, and the Tulsa Police Department should get sued into fucking bankruptcy over this. Yeah, they definitely should. I mean, it's pretty outrageous. I mean, I don't mean to sound flippant. You know, it's just, it's like, holy shit, are you serious? You have a 73-year-old man out here it, 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 you know, in a situation that can get this hairy, and you know, he shoots a guy and then says, "Oh, I'm sorry." Like it's, I mean, it, it, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, have you seen what he could uh, get for punishment? No. He's been charged with second-degree manslaughter, and the minimum, after being convicted in Oklahoma, is a thousand-dollar fine. Oh, good God. So that's the minimum, even if convicted, this old fucker will get. The maximum is four years. So a $1,000 fine. You think any slave owners wrote this fucking law or anything? Or 
Yeah, hey, Jim, Jim Crow goes on. Holy fuck. Yeah, well, he pissed me off. Here's my thousand bucks. Fuck. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we, we, we can start roasting Brad without him calling in. But it, it, I, I'll tell you, with like, again, like the, a sentiment, the sentiment for a roast can't be like more. As I said at the beginning of the show, I was listening to... Um, uh, uh, the archive of, of Wednesday's show and, and how you guys can rally to, to, to Dalek's aid and, and the show is a thing pretty funny and, and good. Um, and so, for, you know, from like a, a warm heart sentiment, we can't, we can't roast. Um, it, you know, what, what, what could I say bad about this? Um, you know, I I I wanted to just you know kind of just say my uh, my gratitude and my thank you uh, um, early on a Monday night um, where where people could catch it on the archives um, instead of live, um, and uh, you know so so uh, so that's that's more or less what we're doing. Um, but I tell you, I find you a fascinating character. And, I, and one day we will shoot around the golf, and you'll uh, you'll fix my slice. I have a I have a slice that is so wicked. I have to address the ball 180 degrees from the direction in which I want it to go in. So one day Rebel will uh, will help me with that. My God, all this talk of, uh, of fucking uh, teeth. You don't understand, Glenn. You said you didn't want to see him, so I couldn't send him. Fine. I will honor you, my love. No, that's fine. I don't need to know. You've been tormenting me. And this luckily, is a need-to-know basis, and I don't okay, need well, to know. Well, well, well just, I'm going to no, need, need you to know this last one. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you. <laughs> no. No. Don't talk about teeth right now. I'm I'm not really in. I have a really bad stomach at this very moment. <laughs> Please. I mean, what is what no is, worries? What is a high end denture these days? I mean, it, I mean, they've got it. The technology's got to be like. I mean, I know that like the entry level dentures are still they're pretty rudimentary, you know, and you got to have to fix a dent and all that. But I'm sure if you have the money, you could get a pretty, a pretty fancy prosthetic. Oh. Uh, uh, well, the thing is, if you got lots of money... Hey, hey, no, Moss, Moss, you could have come back on, you could have talked about something else. It's, I have a really bad stomach at this very moment. I'm I'm not really into talking about really nasty things, especially teeth. <laughs> dentures, they're not even teeth, they're dentures. Yeah, they're they're false teeth, okay, buddy. It's just it's it's a very very. I'm not. I have. I do not have the stomach for it, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I I hear you. It it, it hopefully um something we'll never have to encounter. Keep keep your fingers crossed. But um yeah. So, Alec, how the hell did you come across uh come across CNY Rebel. So I came, well, first 
myself. I came uh, before the man that, you know, he doesn't really, you know, got a little bit more overweight. I I would kind of consider that exactly a lot more fat than probably Shadow Derek Fast. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I came across Crossing Rebel because <laughs> I came across CMY Rebel because of uh, um, just because of Rebel, uh because of uh, Porn and Puppy, and then right after that, it was, uh, I think it was Russell League Radio, and uh, I was just hooked up since. And, um, you know, and, and for for, uh, for those folks who don't know, uh, Rebel's been super helpful to Dalek and I in, in our show, and, uh, and patient. Um, and, uh, um, you know, he, he it, it, it uh, it's something I look forward to do, to doing and being part of um, and uh, and listening to all the other shows. Um, in fact, one of my favorite things to do is to type away in the chat room, uh, you know. But but I think that that in uh, you know in the fabric that is so traditionally um, uh, sort of humor. Uh, to hold together um, a radio group or or any any sort of group, even something like Russell League, uh, you know, takes uh, takes a certain character, um, and so that's about as as roasty as I get. The um, Rebel has put on a little weight, um, you know, but I love him very much, and it doesn't matter because you know what? Actually, he's a lot more better fit than I am. Well, I bet you. Um, I bet you it it, it goes uh, as well to his, to his drive driving distance. So um, uh, it's the daily school. Yeah, exactly. The daily school shift your weight, shift your weight. Glenn, do you play golf? Not anymore. My shoulder can't take it. Right on. And we have Sanwai Rebel on. You guys, oh. you guys are fucking terrible. I, I mean, you kind of expected me to be a terrible roaster, right? Like, oh, I haven't even fucking started. Okay, let's hear yours. Well, actually, I really can't tell a shit ass story about Rebel, but I can't. I can't remind everybody of how I f- got stuck on my first show I hosted. And that was an absolute fucking disaster from my end. There was a fucking blizzard in town. The internet was knocked out of my building. I had to go to another location. It was fucking wireless. It kept dropping like every fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, that's the first time I ever saw a studio from BTR. And it was for Revolution Radio. No, that was Russell League Radio. Yeah, that was Russell League. And it was just like a fucking Christmas tree. There's like 15 <laughs> people called in and the, all the fucking the soundboard rebels fucking with it, scrolling up and down, shit's playing, shit's stopping. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. The only thing I could do is every time I would fucking drop, I'd just call right back in and unmute myself. That's all I did the whole fucking show. And uh, it was because of Rebel and Javab the first time he co-hosted with me. 
and Assert and Schmoop. I think even Viz called in on that fucking show. It was Russell League themselves that saved my ass on that show. And that's, from that point on, I figured, you know, they're all fucking pricks on the internet, but they're actually pretty good people. Because they all saved my ass that night. Was that, exactly. was that the, the show you won? Yes. Yeah, the first, I remember. The that. first time. Yeah. That was excellent. Yes, so many good memories of uh, of of Vince in the Bay, Russell League Radio, and and Revolution Radio Group, uh, Porno Pub Show. Um, uh, you know, it's just been really it's been awesome to fucking see the uh, the progression, and then uh, you know people people go in in, in sort of waves um, because real life does. Pushes that reality TV like entertainment sort of 
gross me out, goosenecking, rubbernecking uh, uh, instinct that that we we have. But yeah, silence is the best, uh, the best form of of making somebody go away, for sure, for sure. Glenn, do you know what your show is going to be uh, going to be on on Wednesday? We might have just lost Glenn. No, Glenn. He probably got muted. I know that he's still on. He's probably muted. Yeah, he probably muted himself. No worries. We'll, we'll remind me to ask him what, uh, what Wednesday, Wednesday's show is going to be on, but uh, it's going to be great to have him back. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, Rebel, I'm so sorry that we were trying to, a.k.a. do a roast, which is more of a... Like, kind of have a good time, you know, just congratulate you on such a wonderful years that we've uh, we've really got to know you, and especially through Russell League Radio and also Revolution Radio. Um, thank you for bringing up the group and also bringing up the website. Absolutely. It was my pleasure to, to get you guys together and, uh, you know, get some good radio back on BTR, and uh, I've made a lot of good friends on the past, and... Uh, Overall, it was uh, it was a fun two or three years for me, and uh, I'm looking forward to um, finishing it out here in about three or four weeks. And and uh, you know, I've enjoyed uh, Twitter and I've enjoyed the radio immensely. It's been a uh, uh, a portion of my life that I've enjoyed, and it's time for me to uh, to concentrate on concentrate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's time to end it and concentrate on my business and on my golf game. There you go. Yeah, and I mean, I think I'm just being pretty honest with your with yourself because um, you know the way you do it, it. I imagine it does take up a, uh, a quite a bit of time. Um, you know, I mean, it, this this man is pretty much like like he said last night. He pretty much really is on call twenty four seven for the uh, radio show. Um, you know. Um, and as a friend, um, and uh, so I imagine it does take up a, a quite a bit of time. And uh, you know, I think that uh, whatever it is you you spend your time doing, you'll excel in. Um, but I know you'll keep in touch with uh, with enough of us so we know what you're up to. Okay, what what the people want to know is who's your running mate. You know, I I was thinking uh, I I didn't want anyone. I was hoping people wouldn't notice because I know Hillary and uh, uh, a few Rand. other people. Uh, yeah, well, Rand Paul and I think someone else declared today as well. Um, uh, he tweeted it earlier. Uh, Schmoop and Rebel, uh, 2016. I wasn't sure if anyone noticed that or not. So what? He's the presidential on the on the on the on that ballot or what? Well, it's 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 rebel and schmoop because technically okay. technically he can't be president because he's Mexican. Okay. Ah. Uh, I'm okay. okay with that. I'm no, okay with no that. Birth, no, uh, no, na- no natural naturalized citizen. Well, I think I think we're okay until uh, Donald Trump asks for Schmoop's uh, birth certificate, and then we might run into a roadblock. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make the. 
they make those things in Kenya all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, if you guys win, I would like to suggest your Secretary of Defense should be Viz. Oh, he will. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I like that idea. We'd be in a perpetual state of conflict. Oh, wait. No, we my, my My cabinet would literally be an oak cabinet full of prescription drugs. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Let's talk to Secretary Adderall. What do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't even, even picture this upcoming election. It's going to be a horror show. Absolutely. So you guys have to understand it doesn't matter. They're all the same. Yep. So, not if I yeah. vote for, for, for Schmoop and Rep. Well, this is true. But right. that'll be a write-in. You know, I mean, it's hard to get on the presidential ballot since it is 51 state elections for president, you know. So, it takes a lot of work. But we got to gotta also ballot. understand. We also got to understand. I mean, we got, we got people. We got top men. Top men in top places. Oh yeah, I'm I'm being I'm being serious with this. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of politicians out there who spend millions and millions of dollars touring the country and campaigning. Um, I give it I give it I give it 16 years um, before we see someone who is a uh, viable candidate um, that will be playing a large part in an election. May not be elected but we'll play a large part in an election uh, on social media alone. There will be no uh, no campaigning or little campaigning. Uh, most of it will be rallying support on social media um, and be a popularity thing on, on social media. You wait. Uh, there will be somebody who actually pulls that off. They won't get elected, but they'll actually be mentioned and possibly on a ballot somewhere uh, on social media alone. They will they will use the Internet alone to propel themselves into a little bit of popularity. So, Max Headroom. You... I don't know who that is. You don't remember Max Headroom? No. Oh, wow. Who that's, from, that's from the early 80s. And Max Headroom was a... Uh, uh, AI-generated spokesman of society on media. I'd vote for that. It was actually brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was far ahead of its time. And uh, Max Hedrum has also represented uh, by uh, Eminem in the video Rap God. Okay. Um, if you need a, a more current reference. <laughs> But I I 100% agree with, uh, with with Rebel about the social media thing. I think it'll be sooner than 16 years. Um, and and I exactly, you don't have the win to have an impact. Um, I, I think I think this election coming up is going to and this is relation. I think it's going to be such a clusterfuck that that it could change politics. Hillary is going to have a scandal every other day. Um, her and Billy, it's gonna be, it's gonna be just fucking muck central. 
I mean, the, the Republican candidate, there's not somebody I would fucking speak seriously in a bar for an instant amongst them. Um, and, and nor would I, Hillary. It's just, it's, it's perplexing to any of these people. Uh, Hillary is Thatcher. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the same shit. No government. Fuck you. I can't do anything about it. That's all it's going to be if Hillary gets in. I mean, that's a disaster. You know, there is a good viable option. Just uh, get, well, yeah, that, or also, hopefully, Gary Johnson, because Gary Johnson's amazing. I do love him, man. I do. I love the man. I I also met the guy uh, a few, around a few months ago. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I think actually a really good guy, Uh, a good, like a good man. Um, What about, I noticed... uh, um, that somebody who uh, Alec and I um, uh, follow on Twitter and, and sometimes look at his news program, uh, Dennis Trainer, um, his mm. acronym, acronym TV is uh, no longer because he's, uh, um, I think it was struggling, but he's now the uh, campaign manager for Jill Stein, um, who I don't mm. Who I don't know very much about, um, but I know she is uh, um, she is an anti-Zionist um, and uh, does a lot of lobbying for um, for the Palestinian um, equality movement. Uh, you know, against the attack and the and the super strong Israeli lobby. But so, just from what I know of. Um, Dennis Tranger, he seems like a pretty decent dude. She might be somebody uh, who might be worth taking a look at. Um, you know, I I hadn't heard her name very much before. Didn't even know she was running. But Jill Stein, who knew? Dalek, you follow Dennis Trainer a little bit, right? I I kind of follow him a little bit here and there. He's an okay guy to interact with. Um, not bad. Uh, how about you guys? What do you think will uh, be a pretty viable candidate uh, if they'll ever come around? You mean besides Schmoop and Rebel? Besides Schmoop and Rebel, hopefully that will happen. That will uh, that will be the official uh, rough league party. I think that will also really happen. We can definitely come around, uh, go around the states and uh, fuck around. And I'm wolves. If uh, great. If, if I've only seen I've only seen Rebel I think once or twice, um, once on Tiny Chat when um, uh, when uh, he was singing Whitney Houston, um, the uh, the bodyguard, and and he's only thirty one. Rebel, your hair's thinning a little bit. There's my nose. Yeah, I got the. I got the rails going. I got a little bit of the rails going on uh, uh, up each side of my forehead, which is okay uh, because uh, my main man, Jordan Spieth, is 21, and he's got the same problem, so I'm okay with that. My God. How the hell does that happen? Gosh, damn genetics. (sighs) 
By the way, uh, by the way, Jordan Spieth is uh, is probably one of the best technical golfers I've ever seen in my life. And he just won the Masters. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's solid. He plays. He doesn't hit the ball any longer than I do. He's one of the shorter guys on tour, and he picked that fucking course apart. One of the hardest courses they play. Um, and, I mean, it was fucking solid, man. I'm telling you. Uh, it was an uh, absolutely awesome experience to watch that. Um, and it, it, it made me want to actually... I did I did three range sessions. I have an event coming up on Thursday. And um, I did three range sessions on Sunday alone. I went up at noon... Uh, I did another one at three o'clock, and then after the green jacket ceremony, I went up and uh, uh, I hit another three buckets of balls. And the last bucket of balls, I put my headlights on. Um, it, it motivated me to actually play some golf. Yeah, that's sweet. I, I love that when that happens. So he 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 works the finesse. Uh, he's he's just mechanically he's perfect. I mean, for for the way his his body is and his size and his weight, his mechanics are flawless. But we've seen guys like this before, Rebel, and then they have one big injury, and then they have to change everything. You think if that happens to Spieth, he'll be able to change, or will he be one of those guys that, yeah, he did have a good swing, you know? Or they get divorced. He's young, man. Um I don't know. It's if he faces any injuries, he's not going to face them for another five or six years. So yeah, probably not. So it'll be interesting to see exactly um, what happens. I mean, it's, it, this this year is going to be a tell t- telltale sign for him on whether he's bound for greatness or not. Um, I can tell you his last four tournaments, he, he's got uh, two first place finishes, uh, two second place finishes, and one of those wins was a major. So I think he's doing okay. Yeah, I I think he can handle the spotlight. Yeah, I mean, just out of curiosity, uh, Rebel, how uh, how um, well have you done so le- so well? And it's not about doxing about you, but like go into your prerequisite of what have you won and how many have you lost? Um, well, I don't, I can't even count how many I've lost. Uh, but but uh, I've been a professional for six years, and I have 18 professional victories. Nice. Uh, um, and um, two years ago, uh, the 2013, I became the uh, the youngest person in New York State to reach 15 professional victories. Um, My God. So yeah, I've done pretty well. I've I've uh, won a couple. Uh, section championships. Uh, I've played on a national level. Um, I've been on TV. Um, there's a good chance I'll probably be on TV again this year because uh, I've got a couple. My I got my tournament schedule lined up, um, and uh, it looks like uh, a couple of them are actually going to be on the Golf Channel. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's a good way to supplement income. I um, as some people would say, and I'm not going to mention any names, uh, I'm I'm not an ace tier golf instructor. 
Um, I am actually a PGA professional who happens to do golf instruction on the side. Um, and uh, my my main thing that I do is I actually play. Um, I play about two events a week up and down the East Coast, and uh, it's, it's a lot of travel, it's a lot of hard work, and it's a lot of dedication. So it's something I take very serious. You take yeah, a lot of things serious. It's it's amazing what you can do. And Rebel. Uh, I appreciate it. Rebel, I'm curious, have you uh tried to qualify for the US Open? Uh I've played in two US Open qualifiers, uh both of them I made sectional qualifying. Uh I passed uh sectional and I lost in the regional. Hmm. I missed the cut in the regionals. Uh US Open's very, very hard to qualify for. Oh yeah. Uh, I will be uh I will be going through uh Monday qualifying for two PGA events this year and um we actually have a uh tournament coming up here in about a month uh where the winner actually gets a full exemption into the Travelers Championship in in uh, Cromwell uh I think it's in June so uh and I'm actually one of the front runners for that event so there's a chance I may be playing in the Travelers this year Cool Do you see any Viability for combining DEFCON and uh, in a golf tournament. <laughs> well, it's tough. It's tough because, I mean, I would have to change schedules to accommodate any type of tournaments out there. And um, like I said, I I take it serious enough to where I probably wouldn't enter any golf tournaments out there if I planned on going to DEFCON because. Um, when it comes to my playing, I'm very serious about it. I'm very, uh, I have a good regimen that I like to follow and, uh, going out late at night and socializing and drinking doesn't quite fit the, the regimen that I like. Um, but maybe one day we can host one. Well, I'm, well, again, this is where the daily school comes in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can see that. I'll be, I'll be out there drinking four Diet Cokes and smoking a pack of cigarettes in three hours and have the shakes. I could see myself doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, like it, it's inc- it's incredible uh, how much work um, to, to compete in in athletics and and uh, you know I know on on. In, in this circle, we've we've discussed like salaries and and student athletes and stuff. But you know, knowing you know having friends who who competed um, professionally uh, in in sports like um, in tennis, um, especially reminds me of of what you just described, like playing you know events up and down the East Coast. A lot of traveling, a lot of car time. Like, you know, it's uh, it's a far cry from the glamour of, of the uh, of the, the the bright lights, big city of, of professional sports, um, and, and the 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 uh, the sort of the uh, degree of of, of skill um, and talent that separates like that that line. Um, from uh, you know doing that hard work and, and hitting balls uh, by the by the car lights um, to like winning uh, a big tournament like that it's such a finite line um, 
you know, like a buddy of mine, um, is a blood was, I mean, I mean, I guess he still is, but it no longer, but was a professional, uh, tennis player. And I think the, the highest rankings he ever reached was in the, you know, in like the high 40s, like 47 or something like that. And all that dude did since we were like 11 years old was play tennis. That is it. That is the only thing he did. Um, you know, was was uh, was play tennis, um, and uh, you know it's it's, it's incredible. Um, so, uh, fuck, I hope you I hope you 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 hit the uh, hit the PGA some someday and win a big one. That'd be nice. Um, you know, I I tell people all the time. Um, people go, oh man, it's that you got the life, man. You play golf for a living. And um, I have to remind them that uh, um, if they were to do it themselves and try it themselves, they'd quit after about three weeks because uh, golf ceases to be fun when you make it work. Um, yep. I I love the game deeply enough to still love it even when it's work. Um, there are times when I, I don't like the game um, and I still – go through what I need to go through to get through my tournament schedule. Um, but, you know, winning, winning an event here or there uh, helps to get through there. But um, it's, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, the golf that I play and the golf that you play are two completely different things. And I don't mean that from a, I don't mean that from a talent level. I mean that from an enjoyment level. Um, I'm grinding. Um, I am, you know, I'm trying to play as solidly as I can, and I'm in complete concentration to the point where I don't even know what my score is at until I add it up at the end of the round uh, because I'm in that deep of a concentration when I play in these events. And you look at anyone else that goes out and plays on the weekends, you know, they go out, drink, have a good time, uh, come in, have some beers with their buddies. Um, sometimes I miss playing golf like that, um, but uh, – when I play well and I win tournaments, uh, that's when I am reminded why I do what I do. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, sorry, go ahead. No, I agree with that because uh, Rebel knows that, uh, except for this year, I always go to an LPGA event every year, and I know a lot of the golfers and their families and their caddies and. Anybody who says that being a golf professional is a charmed life has no fucking idea what they're talking about. It is an incredible amount of work. And it never changes. It's always the same. It is repetition to the ultimate. But they do it, and they learn from it, and they get better. It's amazing. It's just so much work. Just the concentration and the devotion it takes to keep doing the same fucking thing thousands of times. Like, how many people in the population could even tolerate that? Say, fuck this already. I did this. You know? you gotta yeah. have you got to have a pretty strong love um, of what you're doing to be able to do it. Um, and I've, I've been lucky enough to, uh, you know, been in love with the game since I was four years old. And one thing that really I think helped me in the long run was I see a lot 
nowadays where parents are pushing their kids to play golf and they're pushing them to practice and they're pushing them to play well. Um, and my, my parents who were very good golfers in their own right, um, they never pushed me. They let me, if I wanted to play basketball, I could play basketball. If I wanted to play baseball, I could play baseball. I played basketball in high school. I played little league baseball. Um, you know, I played all kinds of stuff, but golf was my love. And, um, they never pushed me and, uh, I, they let me kind of do it on my own. And, uh, a cool story that I actually, I told this, uh, during, uh, my, I, I won the player of the year in 2011. Um, and during the award ceremony, I told a story about, um, no matter how I played after an event, uh, or after a tournament, I would call my dad and, no matter whether I played terrible or if I won, he always had the same reaction. And it was, how did you play? I told him, I explained, you know, what went what wrong, what went right. And uh, he goes, you know what? I'm proud of you. You know, keep your head up or congratulations. You know, you got a long road ahead. Um, he always knew what to say. And he always said the right thing. Uh, no matter how I played, he was going to be proud of me. And, uh, it was, it, it's, I'm very fortunate to still have him in my life and still alive to where I can actually call him after every event, um, and hear that from him, no matter how I played. Um, and another good thing about it is, uh, he molded my golf swing. Uh, and there's something that we have, my father and I, that not a lot of other people have is I can tell him what I'm doing wrong like what my ball flight looks like or what my distance pattern is. And he can actually fix my swing over the golf or over the telephone without seeing my golf swing. Just from the numbers, just, just from what I tell him I'm my balls doing or my yeah. distance is doing. Uh, he molded and created the golf swing that I am using right now. that I've used my entire life and he knows it like the back of his hand because he implemented it into me. Uh, and, if I'm doing something wrong, he knows exactly what it is because he can picture it in his head, and he can fix me over the phone. And I bet you he's done that two dozen times in the last six years. To the point right. where, to the point where, Fuck me. I'd have two or three bad tournaments, and I'd call him, and then I'd win the next two, like that type of stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's the kind of advantage that every golfer looks for. But very few get, you know. It's like uh, with the pros, with the big-name putting instructors and shit like that. You know, everybody flocks to Ledbetter for a while, and then they, they all go here, and they all go, then they go to Haney, and they go here, and they go there. But the people that find, you know, I look at it like uh, like Tyson and his trainer that passed, D'Amato. You know, it's just that relationship. If you find that in any sport, that's real special. Well, yeah, I, I wonder. There's, there's, there's probably also it a is. degree of like psychosomatic uh, to it. You know, we're just the reassurance of talking to somebody who knows your game, and then it happens to be your dad. Uh, you know, straightens that swing up. 
Did you did you play golf in college? Um, I did. Um, we weren't that great because Division, uh, or sorry, Ivy League doesn't offer scholarships. Mm-hmm. So all the good players went to Division One schools offered scholarships. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to college to play golf. I went to college to get a degree. Um, you know, I could have gone. I was scouted by Clemson and Georgia Tech, who are two very, very good Division One uh, golf schools. Yeah. And um, I, I decided to go a different direction because I figured, you know, I can go to those schools and play golf and get a degree. Or I can go to Cornell and put that on my resume, and that'll trump anything you can ever do on a golf course. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so what was your degree? Uh, business marketing. <laughs> That's shocking. Good, good. <laughs> from Cornell. You know, a, a, a funny anecdote is uh, from, like, 8th grade until 11th grade, I, I pitched – in the spring, I pitched and played uh, second base. And um, uh, one one game, uh, my coach, I wasn't pitching, uh, but I was a strong hitter, and he put me in right field. It was like the second or third game of the season, and I quit. And uh, uh, I played golf. And I went to a highfalutin high school in the Washington, D.C. area. And we played um, some, uh, some like, southern private schools. Um, and these dudes, I mean, I was out there smoking joints. Fucking, like, it was senior year, spring semester. I was having a good time. These cats were no joke on the golf course. Um, they were, uh, you know, they were, they, they were so serious and, um, yeah, those, those names came up, Clemson, North Carolina, Duke, uh, UNC, um, all strong golf schools, uh, you know, and then, and then the West Coast one. Um, but yeah, it's incredible how much, um, how much work that book takes, um, you know, but I, I, I did some catering for some, uh, musical, um, uh, acts and, uh, always used to think how awesome it would be to go on the road and cater for, uh, for any one of these bands and, uh, you know, finally the opportunity came and, um, by about the fifth show, I was over it. Um, and by the third show, the second tour, uh, I had had enough. It is it is so much work to just not be at home, to be on the road. Um, you know, everything looks more glamorous and easy when you just get get the uh, superficial view of it. But it's a lot of fucking hard work. Um, you know, so... Uh, Oh, bless you. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn is nodding out and going to bed. Glenn, sleep well. Uh, congratulations on six weeks um, down the road to recovery. Um, but you'll be in our thoughts, and uh, we'll be listening Wednesday night. 
Oh, if you're still on, you can plug your show real quick. It's not plug it in the chat. By that, but we'll be tuned in. I think he's gone. Uh, what? You want to uh, yeah. pick another song, Dalek? How are we looking on time here? We are about mm, 20 minutes around uh, until it ha- um, until uh, we are going on uh, off of air. But uh, we can definitely listen to a quick me- uh, interlude of uh, music po- musical possibilities. Yeah, um, be, on our on our list, there should be a couple more tour songs on there. All right. That I uploaded. Um, I think I can't really find it. Not the ones that I know. While you're looking, I'll uh, up upcoming shows for Third Rail Radio. I've, uh, I've been talking to uh, Don Bill. I'm trying to get him to come on and talk about tour and the work, uh, the uh, research he's been doing uh, into tour. Um, and uh, when he's ready, I think he'll give me a shout, and we'll have him on. Um, and uh, we we will get this uh, this show on uh, on depression um, and, and sort of just general general health, um, you know, and, and maybe make that a once every once in a while feature. Um, because I know that uh, keeping an eye on on my health is certainly something I need help with. So I imagine other people. Uh, it sounds a little hokey, but. Um, you know, I, th- I think it can be approached in an interesting manner. Oh, yeah. So, we are going to listen to... Uh, I hope this... We're going to st- uh, start... Uh, well, we're going to start with uh, Startup 3, and uh, we're going to come back. This is Third Web Radio.
welcome back. And now I'm breaking. You you can tell that's like a a free uh, download because uh, how it goes to that awful noise at the end there. But yeah, that was Major Lasers Get Free. I love that jam. Um, you know, ironically, I think uh, the first time I heard that tune was in in a in an old tiny chat. Um, I get I get I get turned on to an amazing amount of good music in there. But I uh, want to welcome XU out to the chat room. And uh, this, this is a, a kinder, gentler uh, uh, little mini tribute to, to Rebel. So, X, if you have any amusing anecdotes, call in and share. But uh, always a pleasure to, uh, uh, to see you around, brother man. And uh, Rebel and I were just talking about all getting together and having a beer sometime. Uh, and if anyone's watching TV, uh, they can put it on the Golf Channel. Uh, Big Break is on. It's the final show. And um, there's a guy on there. His name is uh, Richie Wierenski, uh who's in the finals. And uh, he actually lives right up the road from me. A good friend of mine uh, actually plays the same course as I do. Uh, I've played with him three or four times. Uh, and it's been kept a big secret, uh, but it looks like uh, he's possibly going to win. Really in the middle, really in the middle of the night, man. Gosh, I mean, where are they? Well, it's it's been taped. It was taped a couple oh. months ago, but they're just showing it now. So it's been kept a secret. The results have been kept a secret, um, but it appears that he's probably going to win. Does that nice. really work? Can you like? Can, I mean, would, do you think they were still taking bets on that in Vegas? Uh, no, they don't. They won't bet on this. <laughs> it's like betting on professional wrestling. Why do, and I, why do I? I seem to ask you that a lot, don't I? Like, hey, Ryan, what do you think the line on that is in Vegas? I guess it's it's because of March Madness and all that. But um, yes, golf. What a ham Eastern time. Of course, there are bets on this. But um, so rebels. So I mean, how, how the hell did you? get in, in, like, how did you find yourself in this corner of the internet? Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to explain. Uh, out was there. Um, uh, I mean, I've known a lot of the guys for a while. Um, but it's no. not like you met them on golf tour. No, 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 there's no other golf <laughs> Um, you know, I've been, uh, I've been dabbling on the internet for a long time. Um, I don't do any illegal stuff or I don't do any like fancy hacking or anything, but, uh, you know, I've, I've made my rounds around the internet. Um, and, uh, it's just, um, it's, it's a weird situation. Um, I, a lot of the guys have the same personality I do. Uh, I fell in, I fell in with the Russell league guys. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, uh, I don't know. It, it just happens. That's how, that's how best, the best things happen. They just happen. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, oh yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I, I think, 
you know, as far as the Russell League goes, I, 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 I thought you guys all complimented each other quite well. Um, and then to be, you know, a year or a year and a half, two years, whatever it's been, down the down the road and, and know a couple of you guys better, uh, uh, you know, it all it all fits the puzzle the puzzle perfectly. Uh, it, you'll find this funny, uh, and and uh, actually, will probably remember this. Um, the first time I walked into a tiny chat almost three years ago. Uh, Spico, it was Spico's tiny chat, and uh, I popped in, and Spico goes, "Hey, new user!" And he holds up a sign that he he made with a magic marker on the back of a United States Postal Service box that said, "Do you like rape?" Um, and I go, I go, that's, I go. Finally, someone who thinks rape is as funny as I do. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got an 813 number uh, on. I don't really know who this is. You don't? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not really good with uh, I'm not really good with the numbers. I'm not going to lie. I are in trouble. What are you good with, baby? <laughs> helicopters. He's good with the helicopters. Hey. Oh, the he's good with the helicopters. The oh, ro- my the, gosh. The roll. The roll. <laughs> Yeah. He's silly. He's silly with propellers. Okay, hold on. I gotta fix. I gotta fix something. I was pulling up there. You're on like four beers now. If you and I went out drinking. Oh, you got no clue how many how many lines I got tied up right now. Oh, this is good. We would die. All right. Well, here's my thing. Okay, uh, Rebel. Ah. Hi, honey. Hello. That's never good when she pauses before she's about to rip into me. Yeah, no, she's collecting herself. No, I'm getting feedback and I can't figure out from where. Because Rebel needs to go through something to go whatever for whatever he does with the fucking playing with the little balls and the ugly clothes. My wardrobe is fucking beautiful. Is it? It really? is. Um, uh, ask the lovely Bacalina you know, about my wardrobe. Of wardrobe. There's a certain old man who's been looking for his wardrobe. He thinks I'm a fucking liar. And I've been dealing with his teeth for the last four days. This is preposterous. You should hide his teeth. Oh, no. You know what I I do? I actually... uh... Oh, they muted me. No, I didn't. No. (laughs) I'm just going to go out from the chat room. Okay. All right. I left the chat so I can hear. He is, and in in, I'm not much of a multitasker, but he, he's asking the million-dollar question. Um, and I, I think I can read between the lines. Uh, XUAT asks, why are you doing this retirement bullshit? Please, okay, thanks. Um, and and it, I think between the lines, Reb, it, are you feeling any pressure to get off the off the vent, off the, the vent, off the Internet? No, not at all. Um 
you know, if I wanted to stick around, I I would have no problem sticking around. But um, you know, I just it 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 does consume you. I mean, I'm a busy fucking dude, and he spends half the goddamn month, if not three quarters, on the fucking radio alone and doing shit for the radio. I mean, have you guys not paid attention to his shows? Oops, no, sorry, I never. Well. No. I, sorry, I actually, I actually uh, completely see his line of thinking. Um, you know, I've I've been in a situation that has afforded me a lot of extra free time, um, which has been, been, you know, which has been the reason I've been able to cultivate like some of these friendships. But um, it looks like that may be coming to an end. So time constraints are a, uh, you know, are are a serious thing. And then when you start to make friends on the internet and and real life just common sense wise takes a, a a priority and mm-hmm. you know you could let friends on the internet down that becomes a conflict I think so I, I think I definitely see that angle well, I mean I, I apologize Rebel for jumping in or like that but at least I knew that much well it's it's tough because um, I and, and you guys know as well um, this this whole radio thing, this whole social media thing, it can really, like, consume a lot of your time. Um, But, you know, it's never good when I'm, you know, doing 50 things at once and I stop and feel the need to open up my phone and and look at Twitter, see what's going on for 10 minutes. And then if there's something going on on Twitter um, that I don't like or you know, I think it's stupid or someone's being attacked and then then I'm in a different mindset. And when it starts affecting your in real life uh, mood, uh, it, it ceases to be as much fun. So uh, stepping away um, and getting away from the, uh, the mostly negativity nowadays is probably um, one of the main contributing factors. That and, you know... It's it's tough. It's tough because I've been doing radio, and to me, you know, I enjoy it. It's a radio show, and it's just uh, a chance for us to hang out and have fun. Uh, but to a lot of other people, it's like, you know, they count on. And, and this is, I, I don't mean this in a ego egotistical way or anything, but I think there's people out there that actually count on radio shows to socialize with other people. And that's a lot of pressure. If I decide not to do a show like I did this Saturday, um, you know, there's people that are affected by that. Um, And then I feel guilty and responsible for maybe ruining someone's night because they couldn't listen to my two-hour podcast. So, you know, it's just a combination of all that stuff. um, Wait a minute. Are you calling us people, Rebel? I thought yeah. we were family. Well, you're, so all, you're all family. You're all family. Actually, they, people, they convert. people um, calling you guys people is actually an upgrade because most people just call <gasps> you guys pixels and and people on the Internet don't matter. Uh, people on the Internet do matter to me. Everyone I've met mattered to me. Um, and uh, I made a lot of good friends. And uh, you guys know that I don't have – I haven't made – too many enemies because of the way I conduct myself. So, um, exactly. so it's just, uh, 
Well, no, here was a, another thing that people don't know about you, Rebel. They don't know about all the time you put into the website, helping others with their shows, getting your shows and Revolution Radio's um, whole thing put together. I mean, that is like three weeks worth of fucking work, if not four or five hours a day, and you still have to work a job. You have to have a life, and a lot of folks didn't understand that one. And we talked about this briefly the other night, and it's like, they didn't realize how much you invest actually physically, mentally into this. And you get some stats for that, but you lost two princess points because I want that fucking T-shirt, okay? <laughs> All right. I'm over it. It's, uh, Until tomorrow. It's, it's tough. It's, um, it's, it's taking, and I don't regret anything I've done or anything that I've put together or any people I've helped, but... Um, it starts to add up over time and I realize how much time I'm contributing to, you know, social media and running a podcast. Uh, and that makes me wish that I could go back to the days of just listening to Vincent Bay and trolling his show. Um, and don't so. worry, I'll never give out those pictures of you in the bubble wrap, the thong one. I will not ever share those with anyone. God damn it. Becca sent those to you, didn't she? Bubble wrap and a thong. Uh, they made a bubble wrap thong, and there there may or may not have been something with macaroni and cheese involved. I can't discuss it, but oh. just saying. Well, I'm lactose intolerant. People know that, so they know you're lying now. Uh, <laughs> uh, excuse me, that's not who was eating it off of you, my dear. I saw that video and that vine. Okay, so. <clears throat> I. I, I and X you out being the being the sage that he is, does uh, uh you know, I I do I do like sort of the semantics uh, that he uses and it's kind of a philosophy I I follow. Uh, you know, even when people are dying, I never say goodbye. It's always like, All right, see you later and I think that's the the way it is with Rev. At least that's the way I'll keep it keep it in my head. But uh He'll never leave us. Promise, Rob? I'll always be here if it's in spirit. Um, then it's in spirit. But I will, I'll always be here with you guys. And it's not like I'm going away um, forever and ever and you're never going to see me again. I mean, I'm not going to come back to Twitter. But um, I, I'll, I'll pop back in. Nor will I. I'm still su- suspended for shit I couldn't even do. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. You're liquidating the brand. Or, or not the Revolution Radio brand, but the CNY brand. Uh, I mean. Wait the, a minute. Did uh, I just hear that correctly? Did you leave Twitter? He is not, leaving Twitter. Not yet. Can you keep like just one account? When if I ever get mine back, so I can at least like say hey. <laughs> well, that's. That's the whole point of leaving, is so I can get away from yeah, it. Yeah, you only one. It. Well, okay, then I'll just bug the shit out of that meerkat, and you know how she can get. <laughs> yeah, she's not going anywhere. She'll be sticking around. Okay. But um. All right. Oh, it's not gonna let me copy and paste that. Sorry. Sorry, guys. All right, I, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, Rebel. I will shut up at this point. Okay. No, you're 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 fine. We're just we're just chatting along, but um. Yeah, exactly. This, this is a shoot the ship episode of 
Bell Radio with your host, Handcapped Alec and Andy Price 73. And we're on with the HNIC CNY Rebel. Hell, Jeff. I am no longer allowed to add contacts to Skype. What the fuck did I do over there now? Yo, I Are don't you know if y'all fuck with Skype. I really don't. I ain't sure what I did, guys, but I did it pretty good because banned from Twitter. Facebook ain't got me yet, and usually they're the ones that get me for saying the word cunt. And, wow. Who, who banned you for saying the word cunt? Facebook always gets me. I'm like on their speed dial or something. I don't know how how I have, I have never been suspended from, from the water. Especially with like, my tyrant against the idea. <laughs> well, basically, I'm, you're not I'm a threat, dude. You're an asshole. <laughs> no, no I, I am certainly not a threat. Not to their, not to their uh, agenda. You are just basically this person that just doesn't really kind of, uh, kind of tweet a lot and. Shit. But how many? Uh, but one more thing, uh, Rebel. So, what was the most um, uh, brightening moment through basically the BTR uh, community when within our own community? What was one of the the uh, the shining moments that you saw on the internet within this community? Um. Probably, probably the explosion of radio shows after Vince in the Bay uh, stopped doing radio and uh, Russell League Radio was starting to turn into Revolution Radio. Um, You know, I've seen a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, I've seen people believe that uh, Danny hacked the Super Bowl. I've seen Schmoop and (laughs) and Meeps uh, hack your non-news. Um, I've seen a lot of wacky, crazy shit. Oh, I would have paid for that one. Who was the kid who called the Israeli consulate to sell a fire truck? Biz. <laughs> that was Biz, yeah. That was, that was that fucking was. awesome. I've seen I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of fun, crazy stuff, but um you know, one of the one of the brighter moments of positivity is uh really the explosion of uh BTR 'cause you know, it was it was ghost for a while. And then it was Vince in the Bay, and those were your only options. Uh, and then Vince in the Bay, for the last two years he did radio, he was the, pretty much the only option you had, maybe a little bit of Bill Wagner radio. Um, now you have four or five options a week. Uh, and that was my plan all along was, um, by starting the group, was to get four or five good hosts together. Um, so people in our community who listen to Vince in the Bay maybe twice a week uh, had more variety for them to listen to. And uh, cause I, it, believe it or not, it you know blog talk radio and, and internet podcasting that people can call into uh, plays a very large part into a lot of people's lives on the internet, especially our community. And uh, being able to successfully bring a bunch of shows together and promote them and grow them um, is probably the the best thing I've experienced on the internet. You're a good man, Rebel. Please know that. Yeah, I, I don't. 
Yeah, I don't think it's uh, uh, like something to be like under underestimated. Uh, I've, you know, over I've been involved in a lot of good things in my life, and uh, I'd like to think that I could distinguish between uh, sort of things that are uh, superficial and not 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 quite grounded, and uh, those that that. Uh, Actually, have roots, and uh, this whole experience um, has certainly, you know, been uh, been the latter. Um, Could you guys uh, please I, mute me and let Bird on, please? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Thank. And you guys are live. Reb, do you you I I know you were you were uh, up with ESPN. Um, you, I mean, you're you're a natural at radio. Are you gonna kind of keep it in your hip pocket for maybe something uh, after after the swing goes? Or oh, I have no idea. Not a freaking clue. Oh, Hello? it's like really a... Vert. Is that you, Vert? Hello. Hi, Vert. Are you action? I go. Cacti. 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 Cactus. Fantastic. Fantastic. X. Yeah, X is on, and yes, definitely cactus. 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 What's up, motherfuckers? What's going on, X? Where's the basic ball? Not much. Not much. That was a great. uh, When you were telling your story. Uh, Rebel, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but... Yeah, we can hear you, X. Well, when you were telling me about how you call your dad and stuff after tournaments, you know, that was very touching, man. That's really cool, you know? Hold on to that, you know? Yeah, I'm lucky to uh, lucky to have him in my life still, and we always joke around that when he passes away, I'm going to have to retire. (laughs) Yeah, well... I'm just saying that was that was cool, man. You know that was touching. I mean, shit. You know, I mean, you're gonna have to find somebody to sacrifice before you're gonna be able to retire from the radio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're talking about dying, like, dude. You know, really, I'm trying to be the bunny over here. You're morbid. <laughs> How are you, my brother? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm actually in sights. You know, the weather was warm finally. Rebel nose, and I actually have a big, um, a big canoe trip coming up on Friday. Oh, um, it's like, yeah, it's like it's been going on for like close to twenty years, I guess. The locals in this area they all do this canoe trip uh, down a local huge river, and they call it the River Burn. And it's pretty pretty hardcore, so I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. So I'm going with one of the OGs, and uh, I bought up and bought my tent yesterday. Uh, bought sleeping bags, so yeah, I'm living, bro. Doing all right, man. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, this time of year, the rivers in our neck of the woods, and I I know you're up in in this FEMA region. They're raging. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna Actually, have a shoot. Pretty calm. We had people go out and take pictures of all the bridges that we got to go underneath. It's like I think it's like a, a twenty 
to 30-mile stretch that we do over the course of uh, launch Friday afternoon, come back Sunday. So a couple days, like 30 miles, and you camp out on an island and deep-fried turkey. Oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's, like, crazy, crazy. Like, like my buddy's like, are you sure you're going to be able to handle it? I'm like, dude. I'll be able to handle it. And he tested me for like a year <laughs> to see if I could handle it. He's like, "All right, you can handle it." So we're going. Uh, I'm going to go Friday, and I have three days like, out on the river and J stroke and stuff. Nigga, I got that shit. I can flow, bro. Flow <laughs> down I can work that. I've been on it, did it, done it. Looking forward to it. So I'm. Uh, Doing good. Cooked on the barbecue for the first time in like nine months. Tonight, like steak tips. Rebels out there hitting probably at least 3,000 balls a day. So, yeah, it's spring, spring, spring. It's a lovely thing. Yeah, I got yeah, a tea, tea time tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited. I got some work to do in the morning. And then uh, I'm going to play some golf in, in uh, about 11 o'clock or so and uh, then practice afterwards. Uh, it's supposed to be a little rainy in the morning. Hopefully it's gone by the time I tee off. And then uh, the, weather's, the weather's looking pretty good for the next week or so. Yeah. So you're all – so you're fully open there, Rebel? Because I know here there is still some snow. I probably – if I was a guest at the club I used to be with, they're probably using temp greens or something. And are you fully open? Uh, we are uh, open on Monday, next Monday. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's coming. That's what I thought. Nice. Yeah, there's there's a couple couple courses around here that are open. Um, I'm actually going. I'm playing in Connecticut tomorrow. Um, a lot of courses are open down there, so it's just. Uh, it's easier to travel, you know. I got to get some practice in. Like I said, I got a fucking, I got a first event of the seasons on Thursday, and uh, I didn't have I first touched a golf club since January on this past Friday. So um, I'm trying to, try, I'm trying to squeeze in about uh, a month worth of work in about three or four days, uh, so I can go and and have a good showing. Nice. You got a tourney coming up. Yep, just trying to get the trying to get the swing, knock the rust off, and uh, be able to bat it around and manage a, a decent round. Uh, I'm not expecting anything spectacular. I I got new irons in the bag. Trying to get used to them. Uh, I got a new putter coming in tomorrow. So uh, you know, it's just uh, trying yeah, to get ready. Trying to get ready. You know, you gotta bug your putter and your and your iron out. I I I just hit. Buckets of balls, hit them, hit them, hit them, get your swing, hit what you got, and incorporate your new putter and your new iron. Don't blow that out in your first fucking tourney, dude. I mean, you got to get your swing before you start using new equipment. Maybe maybe normal people do. <laughs> oh, listen to this, Jack Nicholas. Yeah, I shoot 120 in a round. It's the, it's the 49 fucking rounds over here. Sorry. Sorry, no, I digress. 
I, I always I always tell people this. They're like, oh, man, I just can't get used to these new irons. I go, well, did, did your swing change when you got your new irons? No. Then, then what's wrong with your new irons? Because if you're hitting it with the same swing, you should be seeing the same results. And uh, they just kind of look at me with, like, I have four heads. And uh, that's why I explain to people, you know, I, I went to a, a different iron this year. It's it's similar to the irons I played last year. Um, it took me probably 25 golf balls to get the feel down uh, when I was on the range on Sunday. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm hitting them fine now. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, working on my alignment and making sure that I'm comfortable with repetition. Um, you know, I got the same driver in there. The putter is, the putter's a a better putter. I've I've been using the same putter on and off for 12 years, um, and it'll probably end up in the bag again at some point this season. But uh, uh, I, I fell in love with a putter in, in Florida in January, and uh, decided to to go with it. So I'll probably uh, when it comes in, I'll probably cut it down, put the grip on it I want, and uh, practice. Go to a course nearby. Um, after my round tomorrow and do a little putting. Um, or maybe with, go up to a mini, uh, I was just saying, maybe go up to a, a miniature golf course. Well, most of them won't, <laughs> let you, won't, won't let you bring your own putter on, but that's probably the best um, practice I you can get. My own putter. <laughs> mini golf, I'm like, I'm like, I got my own there. <laughs> bring him a two ball. That's that's old reliable for me. I have the uh, I have an Odyssey two ball, uh, the original white hot center shaft, and, and uh, that's my go to. Um, but uh, I have a nice Odyssey. I, th- I think mini golf has been diluted. The quality of the, of the courses when when you you know when you have them in like in in sort of uh, like third fourth rate tourist areas and they're not up to snuff. It, it, it's the same thing as when you have a bad golf course. It, it does the whole, the whole, the whole game a disservice. Golf is a lot of money. No, golf done it. I'll do it again when I retire. I did golf. it in my thirties, though. Golf is an expensive sport. Um, I'm lucky enough to. I mean, I haven't paid for equipment or clothing in probably six years. So I'm, I'm lucky in that aspect. Um, but um, golf golf can be very, very, very expensive. Um, Rev, back to the, the, the biography uh, uh, roast. Um, you, you're from a working-class family, right? Yeah. Like, they work for a living. Yeah, my parents were school teachers. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like, it, it, it like, so it wasn't you weren't introduced to golf at, at the country club. No, I played on a I played on a small nine-hole municipal that was cheap and small, and um, probably the best thing that ever happened to me because you know we had our own golf cart there. Um, best thing that ever happened to me because. You know, everyone at the golf course loved me when I was a kid and wanted to play with me. And I'd go out and practice because there was no driving range. I'd go out and drop a bucket of balls in the middle of the fairway and hit into the greens, and they were okay with that. They knew 
that um, you know they oh it's you know not not a big deal. You do that now nowadays, people are like, what the fuck are you doing? But this is kind of a country out in the country nine hole golf course and uh, I actually attribute that to why my short game, my wedge game is so good because the greens were so goddamn small uh, yeah. that um, every hole was a fucking postage stamp green. And I had to knock it close to the hole just to get it on the fucking green. So, you know, I play larger courses now with greens that are three times the size of the ones I grew up on. And, you know, I knock it inside 10 feet from 100 yards and in probably 70% of the time. And people don't understand how I got so great at my short game. And I have to explain to them that, you know, from the age of, you know, probably consistently playing from the age of 6 to 18, I grew up on a golf course where I was sitting in the postage stamp screens. And, and, you know, if you weren't 10 feet from the fucking hole, you were off the goddamn green. Rebel, is uh, is KY giving you tokens to stick your uh, Bluetooth headphones in your butt again? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised you guys are hearing me okay, because I've got a pair of headphones on, but I'm actually talking to you through my uh, laptop mic uh, while I'm watching the Ben Crenshaw story on the golf show. Oh, nice. You are a multitasking motherfucker, man. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, Dalek, are you still there? I imagine we're in. Uh, oh yeah, unmute Moss. We're in overtime, aren't we? Yeah. We gotta. We gotta unmute. Everybody. I'm gonna have a long talk with that meerkat about a short game. That's just fucked up. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, I, I walk in to hear about Vert's shaft or whomever's shaft and then Rebel's short game. And I'm like, hello, my brain is six feet under into the gutter. Well, uh, Becalina thinks golf uh, golf's uh, lingo itself is pretty dirty, like in the hole and up and in. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. there, there, there are a lot of lingos in the so, game of uh, golf that, that make what, it sound What did dirty. you think about Tiger hitting that hidden wood? <laughs> stump? Oh, yes, that's right, the stump. That they couldn't really find anyway. Oh, he definitely hit it. You saw the wood fly. He actually, it was a root that he hit. Uh, he hit a root. On his follow through, which I've done before, and it hurts like a fucking bastard. Um, yeah, had, popping your popping your own shit back into place. Yeah, I, I mean he he was swinging harder than I would have swung at that, um, but he's also playing in the Masters. Are you talking helicopter swing or work with me here? Told I you, probably, mind I, gutter, I, mind I probably, gutter. I probably would have hit a knockdown shot out of there. That's what my mom would have said. Killed him. <laughs> That's why. I can't listen to this year. Are you doing that thing again? That's that. that can I like do a caddy thing? Hey, if I can make three hundred, three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars carrying around some sticks and talking to folks, I'll fucking do it. Okay. <laughs> Yo, that shit is high pressure. Actually, I missed out, man. 
Um, <laughs> I went to death farm. Did you know yeah. that that dude in the last four weeks, okay, and they won't even say his, even though it should be 10% of the $1.8 million, they won't even say what that uh, school teacher actually made for yesterday, but he made $375,000 for the last three weeks just caddying for that kid. Good for him. I want and to that is quadruple what most school teachers make. And he, guess what? He quit his job as a school teacher to caddy for this kid. He was a he was a, a moonlighting caddy. He quit his job as a school teacher in Seattle to caddy for this kid. For, so either kid he had insight. Yes, uh, Spice. I can't pronounce his name, Jordan or whatever the hell it is. But um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> $375,000 prior to the Masters is what this dude made. Just what walking guy, around with this guy, giving him water, talking to him, writing shit down, giving him gloves, you know, all that crap. My dad okay, tells well, me to shut up. You guys can tell me to shut up, too. My dad's still teaching me. I refused to learn when I was little. I was raised around golf courses. Well, I like to drive... The Kurtz into shit. That's all I knew how to do, and I was very good at it, okay? <laughs> Bushes, trees, other golfers. I was very good at that shit. So. Um, by the way, Rebel, yeah. we just sold about 200 golf balls yesterday for 40 bucks. Uh, that's a rip-off. <laughs> Some of them were signed. Where did you sell them? In our backyard, or my dad's backyard. We got a downside. And Do you live next to a golf course? Uh, we're by Briar Creek, and was it a, oh, shit, was it PCN? No, 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 no. What is this? Okay, TPC in North Carolina. So do you collect the golf balls and then, and then sell them? Um, no, I drive the cart or, well, when I'm sober enough, when I come to visit, I'll just drive the carts, look cute, give out beer and people sign shit and give it to us. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good, like a good gig. But Rebel, I'm going to take some pictures of the clubs. Daddy's got at least a hundred clubs he's going to get rid of and some of them are autographed, but I'm not sure by who, but I'll make sure I get them and I'll send them to Becca to show you. Yeah. If you yeah. want them, I I would rather send them to you than put them in a fucking garage sale. So. Well, I'll take. Hey, hit me up too. If there's okay. um, if there's anything worth money there, um, I'll let you know what is what and what's worth what. And I would, if I were you, I'd probably stick them on eBay because you're probably going to get some decent money for them. But I'm not sure what he has. Well, here's the thing, Daddy had a stroke. He went. He can't golf any longer. So. He thinks just put them out there a buck a buck each. I know where some of the who has had some of those clubs, and it's like oh no 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 no. <laughs> right, it could be memorabilia. Yeah. Um, Palmer stuff, Chichi Rodriguez, players uh, like that. Webb Simpson, who he was twenty eighth yesterday. And he's still he's he's a nice kid too. My dad actually knows him. So 
You know what club I bet would be worth a lot is is one of the clubs that that Swedish brought through a tire with his car and stuck into the back of his windshield. Or his Annika? Back. Yeah. I bet you those. I bet you those. I still wish there was a vine of that one. Well, Elon? It sounded like she was the Terminator, like with those hands that turned into like liquid <laughs> golf clubs and like just like hurling. All right, what was that? What was that? Um, one of six or one of seven? That the big brawly chick. She's kind of like that one. Was or am I thinking of something? Someone else. Oh, she was married to Sly Stallone. Never mind. Got it. Oh, uh, that's uh, um, Bridget Nielsen. The big yeah. Bridget, Beverly Hills Cop. Flavor Flav. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they smoked crack right on that show. That was outrageous. That was like network television. Okay, Rebel. Yeah. I'm going to give Bex the address. I need that shirt. It will stop the whole teeth stuff, and it will save me a lot of grief. Okay. I've been bragging, and I couldn't produce, so now he thinks I'm like this big fat liar, and I'm like, no, honest to God, I won this shit, I swear to you. <laughs> you got to hook me up, dude, or I'm going to have to deal with fucking teeth for the next month, and I'm going to make sure one way or another you pay for it. <laughs> I just realized this beer I got has pumpkin in it. That's horrible. Why would you grab that? Oh, because I was in a hurry. Bert? Are you still there, Bert? Yeah, what's up? Do we drink pumpkin beer, honey? No. It's okay. an imperial stout with pumpkin in it. I don't, I, I don't like uh, spices in my beer. Gross. Actually, I didn't mind it. I actually kind of do like the, the the festive kind of beers and stuff. It wasn't bad. Really? A lot I kind of like them. I'm not market for them yet. Like yeah. the coriander, Christmas like ales and stuff. <laughs> I brought sixty-five twelve packs of Single Elms Rebel IPA back. Yeah. <laughs> About like forty nine dollars. <laughs> That's all I drink. Rebel IPA, and I and I and I showed Rebel the night I bought them. I took a picture and I tweeted to Rebel. I'm like, look at this, I got a Rebel beer. And I've been drinking them since. The in Kansas they quit selling the cores, just regular cores, long necks. My neighbors drove to Colorado, Nebraska, and Oklahoma and came back with like over a hundred cases of just that. That's and once they run out, they're gonna protest. I drink beer. I'm Adam. not even that de- I'm not even that dedicated. With all the ills in the world, I would think there'd be something more time worthy of protesting then well they're seven years old you gotta love them out of their own protest you know they could get a keg and bottle the keg <gasps> vert you be nice right but couldn't they do that they could get a keg of cores and bottle it and it's take like a whole hobby too 
if they're older, it's like it's better. I may end up leaving North Carolina, making a trip to Colorado just to whoop his ass and come back. They could make moves. He's being sassy. He is being super sassy now. It is glorified piss water. I'm not gonna lie. It sucks. I can get no support from you men. And then you guys wonder why we wear tampons. It's to absorb that negative energy you guys bestow on us. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. Uh This is going to be a great rerun. I can't wait till Glenn hears this. This is going to be awesome. You let her on there for that fuckery. (laughs) Be awesome. Love you, Glenn. <laughs> she looks stay on with your beach balls. <laughs> anyway. The uh the same Sam, Sam Adams Ripple IPA isn't bad. <laughs> it's all I drink. It's all I drink. That's all I drink. It's good price, availability, it's fresh, made like up the street. And it's six point five. Don't you have to shake it and shit to get to Hell mix it? No. There's always Hell shit no. like at the bottom settled. Oh, no. at least in a can you can't see it. This is like spring water with really good beer. <laughs> it's really good beer. You can drink twenty, never hungover, never fucking feeling like shit. Hey, right, you know, X, where are you good. from? Never hungover, boss boy. X, X. Oh yeah. Did you lose your coffee when you were looking for your corkies? The coffee <laughs> is the best in Jersey, New York time. Jersey, gotcha. All right, I gotta, I gotta go. Okay. I got, I gotta go too. I have to. I had, actually have a little more work. I gotta do. But yeah, I love you all, Rebel. Thanks for all all you do and uh, I'm all you. You did, no, you will do. But uh, sorry if I, I gave you shirt rubs. Okay. Everyone, yeah, I'm just tired of teeth. So I'm gonna call X and Vert and. Uh, you guys have a great night, and Miles will be here. Yeah, much love. Much love. Always a pleasure, guys. And uh, yeah, keep we'll we'll keep you abreast. Glenn show is. Uh, Glenn's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, and, and uh, Dalek and I will pull something together for after that show. So, okay. uh, but, uh, Can we work on I, having more girls on these shows, please? Yes, I think that's a okay. great idea. Why <laughs> yeah. Yeah, after I retire. Kind of feel... What? <laughs> I am so telling Becca you said that. Oh, my God. Because I'll get Pinata and her will get you after I'm done being suspended. <laughs> well, I, th- I thought I, we were—I uh, thought we were going to get the suicide girls. Isn't that the last but, week of this month? Or at least one of them. Well, they—they they, their shows are so sporadic. I wasn't sure if if um what they were going to do scheduling wise, and uh, I actually talked to Nicole and. Uh, they, I mean, Puppy will be taking, obviously, my hosting spot, but uh, um, Radio Free Rover will be disappearing, so we'll be a showdown. And I've been talking to Nicole, and it looks like they might be taking uh, that um, the the spot in the group uh, on on Thursday night. So 
We're we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, it, w- it would be great to have uh, you know that 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 flip side of the of the aura. Uh, it would be fun. I agree. You know what? Uh, we should also get um, it's uh, you and you and I both know anti uh, the show uh, that I'm kind of thinking of. It's uh, some garbage podcast with uh, Chris Cantwell. He would be definitely great uh, for the Revolution Radio Group. I kind of actually talked to him a little bit about it about a syndication. Yeah, yeah that w- I mean that would be that would be a good symbiotic relationship because he generates quite a bit of interest, uh, uh, publicity as well. Well, that's your guys' job, is to take this thing bigger and better than I ever could. Yeah, and, and as far Don't as... Don't worry, the, Rev, I'll be around the, to fuck yeah. them all up with yeah. drunken phone calls. <laughs> and, and as far as the, the website, no, it, 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 won't, it, won't, it won't fall into idle hands. I know you guys take care of it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep it... We'll... We'll delegate someone to keep a good eye on it. But, All right, uh, be blessed. Know you're loved, and I will talk to you guys soon. Hey, Moss, it's great to talk to you. You too. Be easy. Rest well. All right, you guys. Peace. 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 Late. And goodbye.